Professor, and this is the moment of truth. Stop me if you've heard this one before. A well-known white female Southern media figure makes a racist remark and gets herself dropped. No, I'm not talking about Paula Dean. I'm talking about Barbie Bassett. Never heard of her? Most people haven't. A couple of weeks ago, the local Mississippi news station she worked at was talking about Snoop Dogg's new line of alcoholic drinks. And apparently some of the uh, non-black employees of this station were feeling their oats because a white male co-anchor said that Next thing you know, Barley Bassett would be getting a Snoop Dogg tattoo, to which she immediately replied, for shizzle, my nizzle. That'd be pretty cool. Well, we know it. she'd have a Snoop Dogg tattoo on her shoulder. For shizzle, my nizzle. <laughs> I'm telling you. Julie, what you think about that? <laughs> now, the black co-anchor who was at the table at the time, he immediately hung his head down when this happened. It was pretty obvious he recognized that she had stepped in it. And that's usually what black people oh, okay. do. If they're in a situation where you got some white colleague who's being blatantly racist, what happens is they hang their heads about it because there's not much they feel they can do about it. Now, what's happened is since this incident, face, though, the station has face, fired her. I've not seen anything that she's actually been fired. But instead, what it's saying is that she's been removed. So basically what that means is she'd be on a hiatus for a while. No, White people don't know. And this isn't the first time this massive woman has been in But that means niggas. Yeah, I'm talking about her. No, she knew. And of course, predictably, she gave the usual, to be expected, insincere apology, claiming that she was going to learn from this. So what did she learn from this? Clearly what she learned was at that station, there would be no consequences for her racist behavior. That's what she learned. But regardless, you got this KK Karen who's doing the typical phony victim routine. You know, I'm surprised the white woman tears haven't come out yet. That trend's never late. This happened in Mississippi, arguably the most openly racist state in the US. They fought tooth and nail to keep up a state flag that was a blatant copy of the Confederate flag. Their right-wing racist regime in charge of that state denies funds to black areas, and they do this openly, even in their own state capital, where the water crisis has become an international scandal. But it is ridiculous for this woman to try to plead ignorance as if she has no idea what she was saying. Well, of course, she's trying to pretend like she doesn't know what nizzle means. Really? That's what she's going with? Now, for the record, this Bassett character is about 53, 54 years old. That she's a Gen Xer. That means she's from my generation. That means she, she would have been born somewhere exactly. around 1969, give or take. <clears throat> Snoop Dogg's been in the music <clears throat> industry for <throat> over 30 years. So this Bassett woman would have been in her early 20s when she first heard his music. And he started doing that shizzle bop talk back in the 90s, too. So she's more than familiar with the slang and what it means. That's why it rolled off her tongue so easily. And by the way, for a lot of you younger audience members, some of you think that if somebody has gray hair and a few wrinkles, that automatically means that they're a boomer, but that's not true. Gen X is getting up there in age. Many of us are officially middle-aged oh, so and more of us are getting to elderly status. So a lot of the gray heads you're seeing these days are not baby boomers. Stop giving them a pass. A lot of these people with gray hair were born in or grew up in the 70s and 80s, not the 50s and 60s. 
So they will boldly try to perpetrate a fraud and pretend as if, oh, well, I've got gray hair, you see, so I grew up in Jim Crow. You know, they'll try that mess if they think they can get away with it. They will try to play on what they believe to be your ignorance. What she's trying to do is the same trick that racist radio babbler Don Imus tried when he called the Rutgers women's basketball team nappy-headed hosts. He claimed that rappers do it, but A, I can't think of any rappers who call black women nappy-headed hosts, and B, does anyone seriously believe that Don Imus ever listened to rap? This is the typical defense that white racists use when they get caught saying the N-word. They fall back to the pathetic deflection that, well, rappers do it. That's their catch-all excuse a shield to ward off all responsibility, and they've been using it nonstop. And frankly, if this woman does wind up getting canned, I could care less. She's supposed to be a meteorologist, and her co-hosts are supposed to be news presenters. What the heck are they doing talking about Snoop Dogg anyway? Now, of course, the white media is sticking up for this wrinkled-up racist, and they're using the usual bootleg tools to run interference for them. First up, Whoopi Goldberg, naturally. She's always the first one to mammy-splain that black people are too sensitive, etc. She's a proud little sellout, ain't she? She has no credibility to tell black people anything when it comes to racism. Remember, this is the same Whoopi Goldberg who was defending Ted Danson when he was running around in blackface in the 1990s. Whoopi Goldberg never gets tired of telling black people how something isn't racist. Isn't that interesting? You got these black folks like her who claim to be so liberal, and yet when it comes to black people being blatantly insulted, she sounds just like Candace Owens, she sounds just like Larry Elder, or any bootlick on the right you ever heard of. Gee, I wonder why. Whoopi Goldberg knows what side her bread's buttered on. The very white media racists that we fight against daily are the same ones who she depends on for every crumb of her daily bread. She has a decades-long track record of carrying water for practically every racist incident that occurs. The white media celebrates her for that. And miss me with these little white supremacists who get in the comment sections claiming to be black and saying, I don't think she did anything wrong. Everybody knows that when somebody begins their comment with, well, I am black, and that's a dead giveaway that you're dealing with some white supremacist sock puppet account. Black people don't begin their comments by saying they're black. They just come out and say what they're going to say. But these white racist trolls keep trying it because there's no cure for stupid. Whoopi Goldberg's a dependable suck-up. And she's hoping that by sticking up for racists who disrespect us, then her white media paymasters will let her stick around a little bit longer to be their team mascot. And not to be outdone, we also had Charlemagne the Fraud, er, I mean Charlemagne the Dog, er, I mean whatever, sticking up for this woman too. He's reported as saying she might not even know what nizzle means. Come on, we gotta stop, man. That's not a reason to fire that woman. Huh. Spoken just like every white supremacist you've ever heard, huh? And then he went on to say, hip-hop is so big and so mainstream, and it's just like, who can consume it and who can't? You know what I mean? Who can repeat slang and who can't? We're not talking about slang. We're talking about slurs here. See, that's the problem with letting bootlicks speak on black culture. Everything we've ever created has been degraded and maligned and attacked as inferior by people like Barbie Bassett. Her parents and grandparents led the fight to keep jazz and later rock and roll and then rap off the radio and out of society. They claim since time immemorial that anything black people create deranges the morals of the youth. And by youth, what they mean is white teenagers. They're not talking about ours. They don't care about ours. They hate black children. 
They have insulted and continue to insult everything that we create. If it was up to the Barbie Bassins of the world, there would not be a Snoop Dogg because there wouldn't be any black music or black people for that matter. It's only because we refuse to let our culture be snuffed out that this racist country even has any music that it can call American. When every other group creates something, it's proprietary. It's theirs. Martial arts, Italian food, whatever. But everything black people make is community property. When it comes to everyone else, it's an exclusive club what they create. But when it comes to black people, we're supposed to be some big tent. So every culture vulture can rape what we've created. Everybody spits on what we make. Everybody demonizes it as being criminal or inferior or ignorant or whatever. So no, hip-hop is not and cannot be for everyone. Everyone didn't make hip-hop. Everyone did call it noise and insult our music, however. So no, they don't get to turn around and say a word about it or even take part in it. This is why Charlemagne was given a TV show. This is why you still hear this guy on the radio. He's on the payroll. He's their black crash dummy who will get out there and say what his white paymasters want. And then they can point at him and say, see that black guy over there who we pay, he says that hip hop belongs to everyone. So that means we can trash it. Though frankly, as much as Snoop Dogg likes hugging up on Martha Stewart, I'm kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and see when he's gonna come out defending this basic character. But using house Negroes to whitewash some act of anti-black racism is the white media's favorite trick to bestow forgiveness on themselves by getting one of their bought and paid for bootlicks to say it's okay. And then the white media turns around and reports on their bootlick as if they don't know this guy works for them. These are the predictable sellouts telling us to lighten up or whatever because they depend on white radio station owners and white TV stations to give them their jobs. As black people, we're supposed to know by now the danger of letting people take liberties when talking to us. While the bootlicks try to tell themselves, well, we have this white person who's trying to relate to us. This is not relating to black people. This is condescending and patronizing. And that is one step away from coming out and using the N-word. When you have the white media leading the charge to stand up for and to protect these anti-black racists, what that does is it creates a space for them to be able to continue their anti-black racism with impunity, which, of course, is the entire point. We keep on giving a pass to things when nobody gives a pass to us, and that's not okay. This Bassett woman isn't getting dragged because of some misconception about what she said. She's getting dragged because people heard exactly what she said. We know exactly what we heard. Nate Parker is still catching hell for something he didn't even do, and he's not alone. Meanwhile, Amy Cooper is caught on video making a false police report about a black man, and nothing happens. And you expect me to lighten up? Don't dream. We got to stop letting the white media and their bootlicks coerce us into accepting abuse, because that's what this is. All the instances of these racist people doing this mess over and over again, and every single time it happens, we hear the exact same defense, that it was an accident, black people need to stop being so sensitive. After all, these incidents are rare. Okay, well, here's just a few of those rare, isolated incidents. 2019, a white female news anchor in Oklahoma was reporting on a story about a gorilla at the zoo. And then she turns to her black co-host and says, it kind of looks like you. And she thought that was hilarious. I remember that. She did this just four years ago. Yeah, I remember that. 
and that TV station began firing. Instead, they let her keep her job. And then when things were blown over, they allowed her to quietly leave the station without comment several months later. This was to help her save face so that she could find herself a new job, which she did in Texas as a public information officer. But her racist past caught up with her. And when it did, did she take responsibility for what she had done? Did she own her behavior? Of course not. She immediately began defending her actions, saying that she'd been taken out of context. Now, she said that mess live on air. It was impossible to take her out of context. She tried to deflect by saying that she wasn't saying that her co-host looked like a gorilla. Why? She was talking about the image, the picture of the gorilla itself. See, the gorilla was close to the camera, and that reminded her of him. Now, even it's if you are stupid enough to actually want to pretend you believe that, it's still a distinction without a difference. She yeah, saw a picture like of a gorilla and it reminded her of like a gorilla. Yeah, that that's not like what she was saying though the year before. She wasn't talking about context stuff a year earlier. Yes, it So what this proves is what she really thought. She wasn't she was sorry stupid. for what she had yes, done. Exactly. But black people are just being overly sensitive, right? Two years ago, Rachel Nichols was mad that she didn't get a higher news position at ESPN, so she said that her black female colleague got the job because of her race. But that's just black people being overly sensitive, right? That's a box right Three there. years ago, uh, in the immediate aftermath of Kobe Bryant and bitch. his daughter's tragic deaths, Alex and MSNBC went on air live and they thought that was a good time to throw a racial slur. And by the way, she didn't say nakers. She clearly said niggers. And just for the record, I don't play that hard R nonsense. That's a game that the bootleg black celebrities play. That way they never have to confront the white supremacist in their own business. Well, NBC stood by Allison Morris. She didn't get fired. In fact, she only left just last year. But black people are being overly sensitive, right? And by the way, there were a lot of people in the white media who were defending that creep, Morris. A lot of her pals at MSNBC were taken up for her and telling black people that she wasn't making a slur at all. That it's because she was so busy. That's what happened. She got tongue-tied. She just tripped over her own words. Well, fortunately, none of the black anchors at MSNBC did that. They wouldn't do something that vile, that contemptible, so bestial as to defend a racist like Allison Morris, who was clearly spewing racial slurs in the aftermath of a black man and his daughter dying tragically. I mean, no black person would ever defend something yeah, this clearly racist. Oh, well, it's no surprise at all That's that Tiffany Cross. Cross was defending this woman. And yes, when you click on the link, it takes you to this Twitter profile. So when that whole Nakers fiasco went down, Tiffany Cross didn't stand with the black community. She decided to stand with her white supremacist pals at MSNBC. Allison Morris was indulging her inner racist. And Tiffany Cross was going to the mat for her, spouting every white racist deflection you ever heard. She didn't have to say anything at all, by the way. Tiffany Cross could have just been quiet. Why did she have to say anything at all? Because Tiffany Cross absolutely hates black men. And when she saw this bottle blonde bigot attacking a black male icon, she simply had to come to the rescue. This wasn't about her trying to win brownie points with her white media paymasters by sticking up for a racist. For Tiffany Cross, this was expressing her psychopathic hatred of black men. By the way, when MSNBC threw Tiffany Cross out with the rest of the garbage, does anyone remember Allison Morris going on Twitter to stick up for her? 
Remember how Alison Morris told everyone it was wrong that Cross lost her show and how grateful she was when Tiffany Cross stuck up for her? Me neither. Moving right along. 2016, Wendy Bell went on Facebook to talk about a gang-related shooting that had happened in Pittsburgh, and she decided that was the time for her to cram practically every stereotype about Black people that she could think of into a single Facebook post. And in a pathetic attempt to cover her behind, she ended by trying to claim that she had told a Black teenage employee at a restaurant that he did a good job. And she wondered if anyone had ever told him he was special. The damned insult from this heifer. I mean, she just went all out of her way to be condescending as possible, but she only wrote this to cover her behind. From Bill Bitter to Skip Bayless, these racists post their anti-Black messages, and then they try to, at the very end, try to put a little insincere postscript on it, saying, see, I'm not so bad. They know the game all right. They try to give themselves plausible deniability. That's what they've learned the last 60 years. I guess it makes sense that Wendy Bell would be so concerned about whether or not this alleged black teenager of hers had been told that he was special, because I have no doubt that she's been told she's special, took a special bus to a special school, no doubt. And of course, she tried to suit in her job back. And you see how the white media frames this. They're backing her up. They don't sit here and say, hey, this woman got herself fired for what she posted online, violating the social media policy of her own employer. Instead, they say she's fighting back. This is the Washington Post saying this. Well, no need to guess whose side they're on. And when you read this puff piece, the Post practically celebrates Bill's lawyer playing the race card. He actually had the nerve to say, had an African-American journalist said the same thing, it wouldn't have generated the same outcry. Well, who's making it about race and who's making it about black people? So that tells you what's front of mind for Bell and her would-be legal defense. Well, since the lawyer said something that bold, surely he could provide examples of all the times that black news anchors have said or posted something online stereotyping white people. I mean, this lawyer said it, so he must have examples, right? How can he say that an African-American journalist wouldn't have generated the same outcry if they said the same thing unless he had examples to offer, right? Except he didn't. He couldn't give even one example of a black news anchor doing what she did. All the mass killings that are carried out almost exclusively by white shooters. We just had one in Nashville a couple of days ago. So where are the black journalists at who are saying, you needn't be a criminal profiler to draw a mental sketch of the killer who broke so many hearts today. They are young white males, likely teens or early 20s. Their parents never told them no. They had racial privilege that allowed them to believe nothing they did was wrong. They've had run-ins with the police, but the cops didn't do anything. And even a criminal record didn't stop the FBI from allowing them to purchase firearms legally. But there is hope. I saw a young white teen hustling like nobody's business at the Cracker Barrel. This child stacked up the Miracle Whip jars ten high and carried three teetering towers in one hand. He moved like a dancer with a satisfied smile on his face. I couldn't take my eyes off of him. He's going to make it. I told the manager that young man was the best thing the restaurant had going. It will be some time before I forget the smile that beamed across that young worker's face. I wonder how long it had been since someone told that young white man he was special.
Can you think of any black news anchor who's ever made a post like that? Can you think of any black news anchor who in the aftermath of the tragic death of some white person or any white person at all, famous or not, decided that was a good time to drop some racial slurs accidentally? Notice how the black news anchors never have a slip of the tongue. Black anchors just stick to the script. They come to work to do their job. But unfortunately, anti-black racists like Allison Morris, Wendy Bell, and Alex Houston seem to come to work only to see what they can get away with. So don't let them try that line of crap where they act like it's impossible for them not to keep making these racist remarks about us. One of the biggest lies the white power invented the last 70 years is that they just don't know any better. So we should accept their barbarism it's unreasonable for us to demand just base level common decency from adults. But the sad truth is for some people, common decency isn't common at all. So we should just let them do what they keep on doing? No, of course not. Because after they get called out, notice how they always mind their manners after that. Whenever they get called out, all of a sudden, they've discovered that they can't be doing that and they don't do it again. Have you noticed that? Now, if they didn't know any better, wouldn't they just keep on making these little remarks regardless, even after being called out because they just don't know any better? So the problem isn't that they don't know. It's that no one checked them on that mess before. Now, reports are mixed and buried right now. Some people saying that she's simply gone from the company website, just not on air right now. Others saying that she's been fired, whatever the case may be. This is good. No matter how many bootlicks or white media apologists for anti-black racism who try to claim, oh, this is just going too far. I mean, if you can't quote Snoop Dogg live on air, what can you do? We live in a day and age where Republicans want people to be sued if they say something that offends a white person. So this is the world they created. Too late to complain about it now. This is the world they wanted, except they want to sue people merely for offending this Barbie Bassett woman, she's not getting sued by anyone. No legal action has been taken against her. And for her sake, she better be glad the right wing nuts haven't put any laws like that on the books in Mississippi yet. But any of these whiners complaining, they don't have a leg to stand on. They say that teachers are supposed to just stick to presenting the class lesson, and they don't want to hear about anything that makes them uncomfortable. Well, now the racist white right can eat their own medicine. News anchors are there to present the news, not to be the pop culture review. And for people from the dominant society to call themselves giving any sort of commentary about rap is cringy as hell. Black people are told all the time that ignorance is no defense from the law. Well, in that case, then we're all going to live under that standard, plain and simple. This isn't the first time this woman's done something like this. So don't let anyone tell you that she didn't know any better. She knows exactly what she's doing. And while it's not exactly clear whether she's been fired per se, but if she has, now with all that free time, she's got this raggedy racist can go hang out with Paula Dean for shizzle. Good day and be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors. Sandra Bates, Brandon Cherry, Timothy Hall, Ikekis Dorset, and Stephen Lyles. Salute to them and thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you. I've been warning you about for months. 
that the United States dollar is right now being targeted in this world war on American supremacy and the Western way of life, the way that you have navigated for the majority of your lifetime. In each of these reports, the agencies discussed viable changes to international posturing regarding the United States dollar and America's one-time reign. CNN noted that if the U.S. dollar's global supremacy erodes, America will face a reckoning like none before. It's not often that you see this sort of coordinated understanding of the state of affairs where we sit positioned today. They know that the United States dollar is being fought against in this economic war. They know that country after country is moving toward buying their oil, which remember it has been called the petrodollar because the United States dollar in many, part, in many ways was the only currency you would buy oil with. Now these countries are going to Saudi Arabia, they're going to Middle Eastern countries, and they're, they're going to Russia, and they're saying, we will buy your oil in a currency away from the USD. Not just that, but everybody knows the United States government has written more checks than they can cash. We sit on top of so much debt within the country, just in the military-industrial complex, student loans, and civilian debt banking debt, that there is no way that the country can write its way out of this. They have already used every single trick in the book from the 2001 economic crisis, the 2007 through 2009 financial crisis, to today to keep us where we stand. And in each iteration of what they have done to just band-aid the damn wall, they have only made the rich richer the powerful, more powerful, and everybody else. That means the bottom 99.4% of people poorer, more destitute, and more reliant on those individuals and those corporations. This is a house of cards that was always determined to fall down. It was just a matter of keeping it propped up long enough that those guys who sit in the ivory towers at the very top could position themselves away from America, away from the United States dollar, and they're doing that today. In other news, Senegal, that country is confirming a bird flu outbreak on poultry farms. They have already taken out almost 12,000 chickens as bird flu continues to spread almost unabated across the world. The Turkish presidency spokesperson has said that there are attempts right now to encircle the country of Iran in the region by the United States of America and Turkey, a fellow member of NATO, a member that we have told you we have open source intelligence agencies warning right now that Turkey will become a double acting nation. Turkey says that they look on that with concern. Turkey has already come out and said that even though they are members of NATO, they will not engage in NATO uh, acts in the same way that they are expected to. We have economic reports showing that global copper stockpiles are going to be completely eroded, depleted by August if the present trend continues. So when I have people ask me, well, should I buy gold? Should I buy silver? Should I buy XYZ? I always start low because I'm not at that 99.5% 
uh, I'm not at that 0.5% pile of people who can just throw money like it's paper. Instead, buy copper, buy lead, if you know what I mean, buy your uh, silver, because those are metals that we can get into, plus they're metals that have other positive properties to them. When colloids of silver was first created, it was shown to have antibiotic, antibacterial, and antiviral properties. In fact, it is still used to this day around the world in the neo, uh, uh, the infant units of hospitals uh, in babies that have certain eye conditions. Colloidal silver. Now, I'm not going to sit here being a uh, proponent of anybody taking this. I'm just saying it has positive properties to it. Why do you think that they said the people were healthiest that ate with a silver spoon? Because the nanoparticulates that would come out by feeding the baby, his little baby teeth scraping up against it, and that silver going into his body would have positive health benefits to it. Buy your copper, buy your lead, now don't hold your lead in your pocket, and buy your silver. Again, not financial advice, not medical advice. Those are my opinions to myself. But when people ask, what am I doing? Those are the things I'm doing. The Kenyan president, William Ruto, recommends that all citizens of Kenya who hold United States dollars begin to get rid of them. The Kenyan president has said the market is about to change within the next couple of weeks. And he is predicting that the United States dollar is going to change in its value with it. Now, you're not in Kenya, likely. I know I'm not in Kenya. But what I do know is that I get paid in United States dollars. You probably get paid in United States dollars. And that means that your value of work to the reward that you get for putting in your slave labor is going to diminish. Turn that into something good for your family. Buy food, buy water filters, buy copper, buy silver. Do those things because as the United States dollar changes, you're going to see an immediate change. I wish I had something uh, I could show you the flick of it. I have a lighter here, but I doubt that that's probably going to see it on camera. But just like that, you're going to see the United States dollar go from being something that was revered around the world to people dumping that money into silver, dumping that money into gold, dumping that money anywhere else but the U.S. need. The Saudi Foreign Ministry has said that Saudi Arabia calls on the international community to stop the United States of America's and stop Israel's provocative practices of warfare against Iran and other Middle Eastern countries. Now, I want you right now to be aware of the tactics that are being used in Ukraine so that you... If you see war come to your soil, you will be able to plan against some of these tactics. And by gaining that information, you will be more prepared to handle a local, social, or violent crisis. The use of tear gas in the war between Russia and NATO, Russia and Europe, is a growing trend with varying tactical adaptations that are being used right now. One of these iterations or adaptations is when they use tear gas that, are being, that is being dropped by drones near the dugouts. Now, we're experiencing right now a blending of World War I, World War II, and World War III. That's hand-to-hand -hand fighting, trench warfare, and uh, aerial bombing, and high technical uses of machinery, technology.
is a blending right now. Each of these things are being fought out in this Russian war. So they're using drones, just not too unsimilar to the drones that you can go and purchase. In some cases, the exact drones that you can go buy. They're retrofitting them with uh, elect uh, electronic grasp release tools. They're dropping tear gas near the dugouts. So you have a blending right there of World War II and World War III. In the trenches, they're digging out certain sections so the soldiers can get some sleep because over and over again, opposition leaders have been dropping bomb after bomb after bomb from drones. So they dig out these dugouts inside of the trenches, right? They sleep in there. Well, what do they do now? Now they drop tear gas from the drones into the dugouts or into the trenches. That tear gas goes into the dugouts. The people inside, if they don't have their gas masks, they have to get out. And then what do they drop next? You can certainly see how well this tactic can perform. This use is aimed at flushing out defenders and gaining a tactical advantage. The use of tear gas in this way is very often followed by a second drone coming along, dropping frag grenades or fragmentation grenades. This results in casualties of those who have left their dugouts to get away from the tear gas. It's also being used during enemy assaults. After forcing troops to leave the dugouts, get away from the gas, the enemy can use mortar strikes that are followed by infantry assaults, followed by other uh, position controlling uh, attacks. The gas is typically contained in a K-51 chemical hand grenade or some other such container. They do have improvised ones that we have seen OSINT uh, images of. It's been confirmed regularly now that military-issued gas masks provide good protection against the gas. So what should you do? You should go out and buy some gas masks. I have no affiliation. I don't want you to buy them from me or anyone else. You need to go out and you need to buy them. The enemy drops two or three of these uh, uh, tear gas uh, loads to maximize the effect. Now, there's more danger that goes into the fact that the type of tear, uh, tear gas that is being released is not always clear, and it can be difficult to identify, particularly if it's released from something like an unmarked container. How can this be used in modern urban warfare? Well, I know that five years ago, six years ago, I was already using drones for uh, any sort of counterintelligence and intelligence training in group training. This is six years later, and you see these things being used day after day after day on a battlefield. You and your family should consider the blending of World War I, World War II, and World War III as we engage in what could be the last world war that our planet ever experiences. If Russia is threatened, as they have said over and over again, they will nuke their opposition, and with them, NATO and the United States of America. Now, hopefully, before it ever comes to that, because we do see Russia being threatened, hopefully, and I say this, hopefully, not as though I hope it will happen, but as though this is the better scenario, Hopefully, a country just unleashes an EMP. Then we go back to yesterday's video where we were talking about what can happen with an EMP. No gas, no oil delivery, no oil pumping, no cars working, no cops, no ambulance, no electricity. It's a madhouse. It's an absolute change. The end of the world. Fiat walking. The end of the world as you knew it. In the blink of an eye. That is literally 
the best case scenario if we're looking at global damnation through warfare. Right now, there's a war against the United States dollar. There's a war against NATO. China is soon going to go to war with Taiwan. When that happens, 80% of the things that you're used to getting from Walmart, white, done, absolutely gone, because all these things come from China. Look down on anything. This, this tool right here, China. This uh, lighter, made in China. Uh, this key fob, China. This battery, China. This microphone, China. China, China. These lights, China. And that's not just because, oh, Brad, you're working in technology. No, you go to Walmart and you start picking up the stuff, China, China. You just pick it up it's everywhere. 80% of the things that you're used to getting, done. You think China's going to say, sure, you go to war with us. You take the lives of our soldiers. You fight for Taiwan, which China claims sovereignty over. And we're just going to keep sending off these great good things for you and your citizens to purchase at the store? Absolutely not. We like to think of ourselves in America as the center of the world and that every country wants America because right now every country wants the American dollar. But if you look over and over again, all these countries going away from America, away from the USD, China has literally anyone else to choose from in the world. And so immediately your goods are going to stop flowing to America. That is another best case scenario. But it's one that you need to get ready for. You need to put on that seatbelt of preparedness for because when that happens, your whole world will change. The IMF is warning that there are risks to global financial stability. And the International Monetary Fund has said that these risks have increased. This is a profound statement by the IMF. The World Bank is warning of a lost decade in global growth. The World Bank right now is setting up the red flags. They say that they exist in the current global economy as we see it. They are now saying that the average potential global economic growth is set to slump to a 30-year low. This leads to a lost decade for the world's economy. Now, this institution is urging policymakers, government officials, even military affiliations to adopt ambitious measures to stimulate labor supply, stimulate productivity, stimulate investment, prevent projected broad-based slowdowns in potential GDP growth. They say this will significantly impact efforts to combat climate change and reduce poverty. Here they go again with the same old garbage trying to get you to eat it like it's a fresh meal. In a new bank report, the World Bank suggested that the targeted efforts to increase investment in sustainable sectors, reduce trade costs, capitalize on service growth, and expand labor force participation could raise potential GDP growth. But they say a lost decade is already here. They mark this as the global economy that has already waned. The World Bank chief economist, Intermit Gill, Intermit Gill, said while emphasizing that policies work, productivity and investment, they hope, has some ability to change the course of what they see. Ayan Pose, the director of the World Bank's forecasting group, has now expressed their own concern over the banking sector. They say rising interest rates, financial tightening conditions, 
<clears throat> borrower costs for developing countries, the United States waning, the U.S. debt absolutely skyrocketing. They said the anticipated slowdown will intensify as a global financial crisis occurs in conjunction, not after, not before, at the same time as a worldwide recession impacting growth and the prospect of returning to normal for years, maybe even decades. The report attributed the expected drop in GDP from 2022 to 2030 in multiple crises, uh, based on crisis events. They say the pandemic, Russia, China, global economy absolutely taking a dump. Each of these things are going to lead to a lower production rate than what was experienced between 20, uh, 2000 and 2010. Investment gone. They say this is going to hamper growth in all economies. The report urged policymakers to prioritize getting inflation down. Don't forget how the Federal Reserve wants to do that for you. They get inflation down when you no longer have a job because then you can't afford to buy this. Because I had a friend recently. This friend smokes, right? I don't smoke. I don't, I don't think people should smoke. Uh, this friend smokes, and they need a lighter. And so they were on a date, and the date could not afford to buy a lighter. That's where we're at today. People can't afford normal, everyday things. This is because policymakers have allowed corrupt capitalism, not normal capitalism, corruption, to absolutely run rampant throughout the world. They've allowed corporations to become lobbying political heads. And because the politicians and the corporations are each feeding each other, uh, and, you know, as a snake eats itself, we have been pushed into this position where we stand today, where corporations raise the prices even though they didn't need to. This caused people to have to work extra jobs. The corporations love it because they're like, look, this person's paying absolutely three times as much as they used to for this. This is great. And then the Federal Reserve's only answer is to make you lose your job so that you can't afford to buy it. Now, when you can't afford to buy it, the corporation has to say, well, we're going to have to let a whole bunch of you go so that we can keep our profits up, but we're also going to have to reduce the quality, reduce the quantity, and keep the price uh, you know, mar marginally where it was. If we each don't get ahead of this, in some way, we are going to succumb to what happens soon. I want to thank each one of you for being here with us each and every day. You know that we bring this information every single day on YouTube so that you can be aware of what's happening around our world and you can get prepared for it. Make sure you check us back out here tomorrow, Full Spectrum Survival on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, leave a comment, and then go leave a reply to someone else's comment. That's how this community thrives. Leave a reply to someone else. From my family to yours, please stay safe and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by you, all of our members on Patreon. Make sure you check out contingencymedical.com if you're looking for real antibiotics from real doctors sent to a real pharmacy. Use the code FSS10 to get a discount there. And if you have your pantry stocked and you want to get people ready, uh, your family members ready, you want to go camping, whatever it is, nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS has long-term food storage that the company's goal is to keep the nutrients in. Use the code FSS15 for a 15% discount there.
Please, everyone, stay safe, keep watch, and good luck.